school fight or something mm. like that. It, there was sort of drama. There was sort of like a nervousness. You can feel that sort of like kind of a weird tension, something like that. So, uh, yeah, kind of fear, but also that adrenaline, but, you know, someone else is doing it, so that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of like a enjoyment started to kick in. But when you're actually doing it, yeah, it was sort of like, it was daunting. It was, it was scary. Mate, please tell us about your amateur career because it was a good one. Yeah, I had to, started about, uh, I think, 11 years old. Uh, 11 years old. Now, did you have 97 amateur fights like Brother Dale did, or did you? I had, I had about, uh, I, I, I lost my uh, medical card. It, uh, we were, oh, approximately, it was approximately 100, 100 like say 138. I thought you would have hit 100 Gs, 138 amateur fights from the age of 11? Age, uh, yeah, stunned from 11 years old. And that was um, to the juniors, 11 to 17, that was juniors. And then the uh, 17 years old was sort of like in the other machines. But yeah, 138 fights. 138. See, uh, brother Dale, last Look, week, he wasn't sure on 92 or 97, mate. So Yeah. Once you <laughs> lose your medical cards, man, that's it. My dad used to always keep those things yeah. in his and stuff like that but we used to go and look at them and sort of like reminisce on the thing and next week they then uh, go back to the right places and stuff like that yeah. <laughs> please, t- please tell us more about your amateur career how many state titles and Aussie titles would you have captured back in the day and yeah, who did there you were fight? medical collections there were sort of like you know, wide, they had a wide bay titles the schoolboy titles the um, uh, golden gloves co- state titles, the Queensland titles, I would average about, say, like, uh, I can't think from my head of the accurate details, but there were four, four, safely about four or five, yeah. you know, each and stuff like that, yeah, probably right. one for the white bay, but yeah, there were titles back in then, there were sort of like all wars, there, there were hard fights, you know, mm. like, um, uh, in the amateurs, they, they were in your own background here. They're, they're the boys that help sort of like mould you yeah. into what you want to be, yeah. Tell us, some of the, t- t- tell us some of the names you fought, Ernie, in the well, amateurs. There were the first time there was the Darren Purcells, there was the uh, Russell Thompsons, you've got the Stefan Squiggins, wow. there you've got the uh, Marcus Prio, you've got the wow. Daryl Hiles. Jeez. Alan Warren. You got the, these, Did you, you mention two guys there that I fought? What a, some big names Lincoln there, mate. They mm. were all sort of like uh, Raganesi and all those names. I forget now. They were yeah. all they were all mongols in there. They were all sort of <laughs> they're, they're good blokes, but you, you'll find that they, um, they can fight. Yeah. Okay. Now, why did you decide to turn professional? I, I think for, um, I, I had a break after my uh, the my uh, main fights with uh, when I think I failed to uh, win the Commonwealth. That was mm-hmm. also uh, get to also go, going to the Olympics. I think yeah. yeah as well. That was against oh yeah Spike Cheney yeah. He was a he was a other uh, guy to to beat. In the, in he the was team. a guy. In, he was a guy to beat in your weight division. Do you, yeah. do you 
Do you feel that? Do you feel as though you should have gone to the Olympics, mate? Oh, well, you know, we all we all wanted to. You know, whatever the decision, it was a close decision, and that's what. That was uh, so close, eh? I mean, I was talking yeah. to your, I was talking to your trainer Anthony Anthony Cook last night, and he said both you and your brother were good enough to go to the Olympics and the Commonwealth Games, but yeah, unfortunately, you guys missed out. Yeah, and uh, but again, to me, you know, like a, a close decision, you know, then that's fair enough. You know, even though you were disappointed, you, you know, you. Uh, but I wanted to win, kind of like. Uh, that wasn't good enough for me. I had to. Yeah. I wanted to win good. I want to win by so like you know, stoppage, yeah. not yeah, stuff like sure. that. So that's fine. But he was. He was good. He was equal on that night in better. Yeah. So yeah, and he was a hard opponent, and I was expecting that. And uh, mm. yeah, we just go out there and give it all, and slam each other. Okay. Um. So. Your professional boxing career started in 1992 at Festival Hall, Melbourne. You'd had enough of the amateurs. It was time to turn pro, mate. And what a great, great pro career you had. You won by TKO against John Hubert. What's your recollections of your very first pro fight, Ernie? It was down in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And it was like... It was, uh, that, it was that, exciting. Yeah, that time there was sort of like uh, there was not too much pressure you're just looking forward to it to see what you know what it was like in mm-hmm. here. I yeah. mean in the professions and it was cold too and um, yeah it, it was it was good there was sort of like no pressure you were, you were just looking forward to it you know it's after we get to another Queensland you know John Humbert so it's sort yeah. of like um, you got him in the first round didn't you mate you, di- you didn't muck around I was yeah, I was I was just looking forward to it. It was the excitement yeah. <laughs> you go into a sort of like a, even a very more serious uh, professional boxing is just like yeah, it, it's more serious. But if I felt like uh, in the professionals, there was something for me. I like to sort of like uh, do things for yourself, and it just gives you more time to sort of like um, you know think and you, so you, it's a little bit more serious and a little bit yeah. more daunting. Sounds like you enjoyed the pro ranks more than the amateur ranks, eh? You, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, it's a bit of a like a, I said, like any, anyone really. Yeah. It's just like more alone, alone kind of thing. I had friends, but you know, very few. I like to sort of like I like that repetitious, hard, in you know, the exercise and stuff like that. I found that um, in in boxing when you like. Uh, you, I like to watch him, but I was also observing that, you mm-hmm. know, you need to do your exercise. When you get hit and stuff like that, you know, yeah. it's going to hurt and stuff like that. That was scary. So, but okay. Like, okay, your very next fight the following year, two and a half months later, you were stopped by Alex Tui at Mount Pritchard Community Club in the eighth round of a Schedule 10. What went wrong, Ernie? <laughs> Well, deep down, you know, like I've read about Alex too. You know, he was a great fighter, kickboxer too, wasn't he, mate? And he had that experience, and that was sort of like very. Uh, I knew he was, it's going to be hard, and you got when you find some like middleweights and stuff like that. I was a natural junior middleweight. Yeah. Going against yeah. a you know like a legitimate middleweight, but you know there, there was risk I had to take, but the, you know there was no one else at the to fight but also it's sort of like it was hard and challenging i really thought i could beat him but yeah there were the elements were sort of like were 
for me was just that yeah, it was just too strong. It was just too. Yeah, he had, he had everything. It was a, he had everything? The discipline, and all that stuff, and he used this. With the weight was uh, yeah, too much. It was too mm -hmm. overwhelming to, at that moment. Yeah. Yeah, he was a good fighter too. He had, he can hit. He can do all good stuff like all around workouts. You know, yeah, kept right. the pressure on, and you know, he done. I knew it was going to be a, a tough like that. Yeah, right. And in your very next bout. You fought on a big card three months later. You won on points against Tim Murray at the Entertainment Centre in Newcastle. And on, and that yeah. main event was Costa Zoo and Larry Corsu. On, you were yeah. on the card. That must have been big, mate. Yeah, under Bill Morty's uh, promotion and stuff like that. It was, yeah, uh, it was good. The, the pressure and everything, I sort of like lifted to that it sort of made me uh, it's good to be scared and stuff like that it makes you think much more diligently in that you've got to just focus on what you, you what you had to do as a fighter mm. you've got to focus on exercises and moves and techniques and everything just try to keep all this sort of like uh, it's easy to say all this sort of like yeah. publicity and all that stuff you've got to just put that all aside you just got to Tunnel vision, what, what's in front of you? Tunnel vision, that's right, mate. Exactly. Yep. That was a that was a great undercard. You had you had Craig Peavy and Justin Rousewell on it. Lance Hobson, God rest his soul, took on Dean Hanif. You were on there. Elwyn Duke fought Paddy Martin. These are the, these are the fight cards I, I love, mate. All Australian fight cards. Oh, man, you know, keeping so it. That was a great card. That I remember that. You know, I, I was in the crowd. I'm sure I was. But that must have been a great feeling. How many how many was there that night? Newcastle, they call it Zoo Castle now, don't they? Oh no, I didn't want to look up at the crowd. It was sort of like it, <laughs> it was it was full. Yeah. Stuff like that. They wanted to see, you know, all these fighters. They wanted to see see Zoo and all that stuff. But, you know, you see um Justin Rousel and you know, Alan Duke and stuff like that. They wanted to it, see Ernie Atango yeah, too, mate. Yeah, it was just like amateur days and stuff like that. But we we were there ready to rumble, man, and I think yeah. that you know the crowds. That's what they want to see. They want to see just a good fight. Just, just get in there and then just yeah. go for it. Just okay, we're moving along here, mate. In your fourth pro fight, your very next fight, you beat a great Australian fighter in Craig Trotter for the Australian middleweight title. That must have been a great feeling. Yeah, and very daunting. He's a good, you know, he's a oh, he was good. Good fighter. He had, he can fight. He had, uh, he fought. You know, the Ronald Dews and all that stuff. You know, yeah. that professionals and stuff like that. These guys can fight. We also had the his opponent Ronald Dew. You know, he used to work out with me and Jimmy Young. Did he? Yeah. Wow. And Looker. Yeah. I think they were good sparring partners and that. And he was just stuff. He had to be in good condition with that guy. He was just like workhorse and stuff yeah. like that. He was just my over. So like. yeah. Okay, only your next fight after capturing the Aussie middleweight title, you lost a unanimous decision to Japanese fighter Takedo Seijo at Festival Hall in Brisbane. That must have been very disappointing to you after coming off that Aussie win. Oh, hang on, Takedo Seijo, I beat him. It was uh, um, uh, oh, you beat him. Sorry, you won it. You beat him unanimous <laughs> on points. You beat him unanimous on points. Didn't yeah, that's you? right. Oh, what am I yeah. talking about? Um, okay, I had about three losses in, in my career. We're gonna there we're gonna get we're gonna get to them, mate. Sorry, mate. Yeah. You 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 beat him. Uh, you beat him. All ends up unanimous decision. All three judges. Yes, and he was just a Japanese fighter in the Orient. There, we were looking everywhere. 
Okay. That must have been a great feeling. Hey, Kane, your very next fight, you, f- you took on, oh, I hope Darren's listening, Larrikin, sorry, Darren, a good Aussie fighter. Uh, you defended your Australian middleweight against Larrikin, Darren Abar at Caloundra Racecourse. What's your recollections? Uh, wasn't he a great fighter? No, oh, jeez. He was up against a mate that knows you as well. Then. You were good mates in teams in the amateurs, weren't you? Yeah. That's right, and I knew, and I knew he was going to be like that. He's just going to come after me. He just pelt the hell out of me, and that's what he done. He was sort of like something like an Alex Tui kind of yeah. thing. He was just all over you, and just like after three, three rounds, man, my legs were just gagging. I went back to corner, and I said, "I'm leaning on the ropes, and then this guy's going to mow me over." It's just the yeah. strength and stuff of this guy it was just—he was mean, and that's what he. Lawrence, he was suspicious in there, just <laughs> the war. Okay, you kept yourself busy with another victory against Armin Picard, and once again you faced Craig Trotter for the middleweight title in Melbourne. It ended up in a draw. What's your recollections of that fight, Ernie? Yeah, of course, I, I thought, yeah, I've, I've won that, but, um, you know, that, that's what uh, you're going to expect. You know, you ex- you see this happening all the time. You know, the decisions stuff like that. You know, you can go, mm-hmm. you can go against and stuff like that. I mean, it happens to you. So yeah, oh, always kind of there was a rematch course, and then at the end of the day, you had the rematch that you got to go back and just make it right and prove mm-hmm. yourself. And that was the main. Okay, your very first fight in 1995, once again against Craig Trotter. No title up this time. You won by unanimous decision over twelve at the Hungarian yep. Community Centre. Was the title up for grabs or not, mate? It was. It was? Yeah, it was. It was, it was. okay. As far as I'm concerned, um, I yep. defended my Australian middleweight title again three times, I think. Yeah. Or twice against him. And it was, yeah, it was fun against these uh, guys. It was hard for me, but it was fun with getting fights too, but they were also quality opponents. And, uh, yeah. They were enough for me to handle my... My uh, managers, Tony Cook and all that stuff, my brother Dale and Jimmy Young, um, yeah. they all done their job with, you know, picking my uh, opponents, you know, carefully. carefully picking, your op- picking your opponents, mate, you fought the best right from the yeah. beginning. But they, there was certain risk of it too because, yeah. you know, finding the bigger man, it was just like, yeah, they were just like, it was really hard. You you got to really have your wits about them and stuff like that. Don't let them get set and stuff. Oh, you've got to be moving all the time and let them um, not get yeah. set to do punches. Otherwise, they're going to mow you over. Mm-hmm. Okay, in September of that year, 1995, a long time in between fights, seven months actually, you went to yeah. Seoul, Korea and fought Chang Tae Kim for the OBBF Super Worldweight title. And you beat him. That's a massive win overseas, mate. What was the feeling like? The, I had to, yeah, the feeling that uh, it was going to be tough. All these Oriental guys are like that. They just walk up and just uh, just want to land their punches, and they're very dangerous like that, you know, like a Marciano kind of thing. Like, they have style, but they, they they slip and slide as well, and they just keep you working all the time until you sort of like uh, drop from exhaustion. Yeah. But have that kind of mental kind of... Um, Conditioning so to to uh, uh, be up there with them. It's always it's always massive. It's always and massive to win overseas, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. the environment, the humidity, mm. which is uh, like invariable, invariable. But uh, 
things that I was concerned about is just how the way they do things is just very, you know, you hear yeah. Aussie guys come back, uh, Ian, look, um, Ian Look and all that stuff, my brother Dal, you know, they they do things, you know, like, um, not, not like very professional as you think they are because they yeah. go and they weigh in someone else, you know, it's, it's extreme. Mm-hmm. They weigh in someone else and then you think, oh, yeah, yeah, I can handle, you know, it looks like someone I can handle. Maximum, you walk out and you see a, a different person, like a like a big <laughs> a grill, and you walk out and it gives you this. It just completely sets you off um, your plan. You're just like, oh, man, what's this? Do I fight this guy or do I not? And you just like <laughs> make up your vision, make up your decision, and you just, just do it. So Just do it. Okay. We trained all this time. We mm. just go. Two months <laughs> later, two months later, Ernie, you were back in the saddle again. You fought Ricardo Smith in Atlantic City, and your opponent retired in the seventh round of the scheduled eight. What what happened there? And I must ask, is that when you you were based in USA and under Charlie Gergen, he was training you then? No, I was still with uh, here. I was uh, with uh, J- Jeff Finnick. He was another guy that yep. helped Jeff Finnick and Paul Hodgson. Okay. Like okay. They helped me out oh, tremendously. They were sort of like interchanging stuff like that. Costa Zoo, you know, Vlad Jordan them, themselves. Yeah. They were sort of Mate, helping me place Derek Millam and all that. They were all in, interchanging all the time, so they all also support me in that way. Mate, but at, yeah, what, at what stage did Charlie Gergen look after you? God rest his soul. We, at that time, we um, le- left here. There was around, uh, I think... I can't really remember, 96 or something yeah. like that. Or we went over there, 96 or 97. We went over there to stay with him for about nearly six months. Yeah, right. So we had some extra fights there. I think it was um, against one of the... I can't remember his name. There was a, mm-hmm. under a Don King card. Yeah, right. With Felix Trinidad and Terry Norris. Uh, wow. There was a... I got one of just the name fighters for a challenge. We always looking out for fighters and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah. But this one with the Ricardo, sorry, this one with the Ricardo Smith, yeah, it was another. That was in Atlantic City. That was on the definite um, team. Mm. Then. Okay. Yeah, he was very, he was like another one. You thought I was fought by the Mexican guy and this big uh, dark guy and the, was out there and the, uh, I think one of the Sydney journalists saying to me, you know, we were thinking, okay, you know, who are you fighting? I said, uh, you know, he's a, he's a Mexican guy. And he said, oh, yeah, he's bad. And I said, oh, no, that's the wrong fellow. I was going to turn back and, <laughs> no, no, that, that's your opponent. The, the car, this um, card announcer, no, that's your opponent. And I go, man. And sort of like the same thing happened, you know. But, yeah, I suppose they put you in with guys that you can handle, but, yeah, it was, it was daunting. You, you, could en- you could handle them all, all, Ernie. Your first fight back in 1996, you won by TKO in the third round against Davida Vakabalur. What was that like, mate? That was in, uh, where was that one? Did you go, oh, that was back in Melbourne, that one. We're back in Melbourne now. You love travelling, didn't you, mate? Yeah, well, you have to. You have to travel uh, far, far and wide. And it, it was like, well, expecting that after a while. You had to look overseas and stuff like that. Yeah. And stuff like that. But yeah, Melbourne was where to get any, any fights we can. That was the main. Mm-hmm. You kept busy. 
Your very next fight, you fought Ernie Alessner from the Philippines. He was my second last fight, Ernie, in 96, may I add. Uh, this was on the Costa Zoo versus uh, Corey Johnson on the card also. What was it like yeah. finding in front of a crowd in Sydney at the Sydney Entertainment Centre? That would have been great, wouldn't it? Yeah, it was just the yeah the atmosphere against all these fighters. It makes you lift. It makes you want to you know uh, put something extra in your performance and stuff sure, like that. It you sure know. does. And you and you handled Ernie. You handled Ernie a lesson. Okay, you beat him unanimously. Yeah, and there was sort of like a difficult moments there. Man, he blocked me in one of those uh, rounds there. It was just he's a big, he was a big puncher. Yeah, all of a sudden, this, uh, I was sort of like uh, I was I was on top of him there for a while, and next to me, yeah, just like a uh, lightning right came over the yeah. top or something like that. Oh, wow! Yeah. Yep. I am. Um, I, um, I tasted his punches too, mate. They weren't. They didn't. They didn't tickle, I can tell you. Mate, also yeah. on that card was Love More Do and Antonio Tanaki, another Filipino that based himself here. Justin Rousel versus Mark Fernandez, I remember this. That was, a, that was a good win, mate, over Ernie, I can tell you. Your very next fight, two months later, you were in Tokyo, Japan. You had another great victory over Omar Vasquez. You defeated yeah. your OPBF title. That's right. That was a... Wow. Uh, and 10 tough rounds and stuff like that. He was a Mexican sort of like a recruit over there. And, uh, yeah, he had good good uh, traditional uh, Mexican Mate, that's, ma that's massive to win overseas. Yeah. You know, in their backyard. It really is. You're doing a, you're doing a George Cambosas, mate, winning mate, overseas. You just have to go in yeah, If you cannot knock them out, man, you just got to just pepper them and stuff yeah. like that. No matter what, just... You were good at it, mate. Okay, yeah. you wrapped up 1996 on that on that high note, and your very first fight in 1997 was at the Nashville Arena, Tennessee, USA. You stopped Gerald Reed in the eighth round of a Schedule 10. That's yeah, another right. great victory overseas, mate. What's your, yeah. what's your memories of that fight? That's an that's a excellent victory. Getting, getting to those kind of fights, you know, with the US fighters, they have a... Technically, they're... they're they're right. They're very difficult mm -hmm. in many ways because they, to me, they uh, they're just a little bit more up there with their with their uh, training and stuff like that. Yeah, and I mean, you um, you stopped him. Did you? What, what what round was that? You stopped him. You oh, weren't mucking around overseas, oh, were you, mate? Oh, mate. Yeah, it just it just lifts you. There was more pressure. There was more sort of like. Uh, I don't. Uh, I see my opponents are like they're kind of be uh, better than me. They're mm -hmm. doing more better work. And that yeah. sort of like makes you humble, and you've got to need to do your work. Just like you just. You sure did. Now the main event on that card was Felix Trinidad versus Kevin Lushing. What a huge card it was! Also, Terry Norris was on that card as well. Did you meet any of them guys, or were you? Too yeah, busy? so during the. Um, I did, met Felix Trinidad. I seen him fight also in Atlantic City when I was yeah. Jeff, so it is not a opponent. But um, I sparred with Terry Norris and stuff like that. Yeah, that well, was, he was. And, and so I was working out with him actually when I was up with uh, uh, Charlie Gergen. Okay. And was traveling San Diego and stuff like that. I was working out with him basically. Yeah, right. Okay. Get on a donkey card. Yeah, it was, it was great. Wow. It was, going up there you're climbing up to that 
where you want to go. Don King Carter, I hope you got paid well, mate. Me? Oh, yes, he sort of like lived up to his promise and got the pay, but it was something, yeah, something hey. special. After, okay, moving along. After Gerald Reed, you had one more fight in 1997. You were starting to slow down, mate. Would you agree, mate? You were yeah, starting to slow down? It's, it's a really uh, a weird time. You know, like, like it was, even though, like, uh, your body, you just don't want to sort of, like, you can sense, yeah, physically, mm. you have to do your... Yeah. Training and stuff like you started to get tired and stuff like that, and um, I was trying to you know, be optimistic and stuff yeah. like that. It took a little few months, a, a year, to sort of like keep on going. But as it you started to get kind of worse and that, and I sort of like might realise that yeah, your time is a boxer, yeah. man. Coming to it's, an end. Lim- it's limited, isn't it? So you fought another guy. I fought is Kelly Caroy in Calandria. You won on points. What was it like fighting him? He was an awkward southpaw, aren't, aren't they? Aren't they all? Yeah, these uh, islanders and stuff like that. Yeah, they when they get them, they they whip themselves in a good shape, and that yeah, they can be workhorses too. They, I yeah. always had also with people trouble. Those kind of fighters. He was as hard as nails. Karoy, one he made, he was built. Yeah. He was built well. People like you, that kind of style. You just keep on. They just that pressure you just keep working like a workhorse you, you you're doing mm. you're doing your moves you're hard to hit to yourself like cleanly but yeah you just make them work all the time and you just yeah Mate, get off of me man <laughs> after Croy, after is kelly Croy, you were either knocking them out or winning unanimous decisions what was the feeling like in the camp because after Croy, geez you beat some good boys mate you beat you went to Parramatta. Yeah. uh you, you beat another you beat another Tongan guy, and you, hey, you would just win. You, you wouldn't stop winning. Alberto Machong, that was your third win after his Kelly yeah, Caroy. But it, it was, it was hard. Yeah, it was the fights were getting hard. I think yeah, but I was sort of like again, slipping uh, with my, um, yeah, just the, physically. You, you start to sort of like lose that thing in your body. You, it, it just sort of like a slowly start to drift away with your strength and stuff like that. Yeah. Start to come to an end. But I was winning by decisions. But, yeah, in the, back in the day, like, uh, yeah, I, I love I, I love uh, the knockout and stuff like that. I like to yeah. end it convincing, convincingly. Yeah. Sort of like you, sure, you sure did. Now, your career is coming to an end. You just had the two fights in 1998. Did you did you feel like you, we went through this before? You felt like it was coming to an end, didn't, didn't you? Definitely. Um, it, at that time, it goes nah, That's it. I'm, I'm struggling. You know, you. I was. I was at the. I was in the IBF at that time too. Yeah, you were rated. You got rated number three in the WBA there at one stage, didn't you, buddy? Uh, yeah, there you was. Were so there close was, to getting a world title shot. Wait, uh, yeah. In these all these other weight WBA WBC, yeah. but in the IBF, I sort of like um, was rated number three, but the wow. two top two, the two top uh, divisions or whatever were sort of vacant at the time. So Were they? you know, just a matter of time till you sort of like get a shot. But yeah. it was like they kept kept you dangling all the time, you yeah. know, for sure. 
So in 1999, you just had the one fight. That was a victory over Alberto Machong. And your very next fight, you fought a great fighter in Philip Holiday, who has been on the show. He was 39 wins with 22 KOs when you met. What went yeah. wrong that night? You were stopped in the eighth round, buddy. What what happened there? And I had asked, I had asking that. <laughs> no, it's it's good. Like you, you know, you you days were over. Um, yeah. I had a lay off. I love the way you say that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I I just sort of like missed that kind of. Uh, to me, it wasn't like a like they say it's a comeback. It's not. It was. I knew that Philip Holiday, and knew who he was, and I, yeah. I just like. Say, man, he's, uh, I'm just going to just get, just go and then just have a go. You know, yeah. you can say stupid oh, and stuff like that, but no, just like just the being with the good fighters, you miss, you miss that kind of thing. You you yeah. like to sort of like you, you want to be the best. Yeah, you do. Like that. Of course, you do. The dream and everyone's sort of laughing at no, no, but to you, that's your belief. You know, mm. like okay, yeah. your very the, your very last fight, you lost to another champion boxer, Solomon Egmarim. With 23 yeah. wins for 11 KOs, you won't die wondering, will you, Ernie? What, Man, went, what, was, what went wrong that night against Solomon? Good little fighter, too. He's just too good. He just too walked good. out. Yeah. He was just like the punches all hurting and stuff like that. And I said, Man, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Man, just leave it up to the line lines. But yeah, they, yeah. they were good. He was a good fighter and good to watch. And he yeah, sure these was. guys. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. They're really good fights, and you know, like you still talk to him today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, um, he was an up and comer when you got him. Seven and zero, he was. Yeah. He ended up with the, as I said, with the twenty-two, with the uh, yeah. eleven KOs, with the twenty-three wins. You got him when he was just starting the pump, mate. Yeah, just, just the way how it should be. Yeah. You want to get a beat, man. You cop it good. Yeah. I want to, I want to cop my beat from the best. Good on you. <laughs> Mate, it's always hard to walk away from a sport, especially yeah. losing the last couple. You were happy to to, to, to leave the sport? You were happy yeah, to walk happy. away, mate? You, I was relieved. You were relieved, yeah, yeah. That was sort of like uh, boxing always, regardless if it was back in your day, it always keeps you sort of like uh, humble. You know, you can be yeah. sort of like cocky and stuff yeah. like that. You're not cocky, but bold, you know, confident. A lot of yeah. people mistake that to be... Uh, cock in that, but you're not. I was always respectable, you know, mm -hmm. regardless of opponents and stuff like that. Yeah. On their day, mate, they 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 will beat you and stuff like yeah. that. So you've got to be careful. So I've got to always be respectable and humble yeah. you know, all the time. That's it. and boxing always knocked that kind of sense back into mm -hmm. anyway. Okay, your career's over, and I love asking you these next couple of questions. Who was your toughest opponent, Ernie? Mate, uh, got to think about right that one. Fight. They're all tough, if you ask me. God, yeah, they're all right in their own unique way. They all presented different kind of problems. I think uh, we call yeah the one to last. Um, uh, be my last two losses, man. I <laughs> they were just like uh, painful. They were yeah. like God love the, it. The, the aches or whatever from your body was just like yeah. something to remember. They were just yeah. like aches and they wouldn't go away. Yeah. Know. Exhaustion just wouldn't go away like they used to do. Just like yeah. But twenty twenty one other ones, the other ones, the ones were, oh, yeah, truly. The Darren Ober, um, uh, yeah, the sparring sessions. Mate, talking about sparring sessions, I never asked Brother Dale this last week. How many times did you Blake spar? And when you did, did the whole gym stop and watch? 
what was that? The when, Dale. You, when you sparred with your brother Dale. Yeah, it was. The walls were down in your backyard as well. Did you get Did you get stuck in your brother, mate, or did you just t- we were go along? Experimenting with our rips to the body, our uppercuts, man. We were trying to drop our right hands in and stuff like that at times. You know, we were yeah. trying to drop each other, but but no, it wasn't like all like that all the time. But every yeah. now and then, yeah, we'll sink them in, and it's it's good. That's where all the learning comes. Yeah. How to take punches. You know, yeah. it's all like dishing it out, but you've got to mm. take it back and you stuff like that. Exactly. Okay, this is, I, you know, this is one question I love asking guys like you. What's your advice to any young kid that wants to be a fighter? Man, as a tra- trainer, uh, there's really no advice, but as a watcher, when I have, I have my expectations, man, I just, to me, man, you bring your game to the table, yeah. man. Just go for it and just like uh, don't hold back and you just mm. keep picking and just keep sticking and sticking and just drop them if you can <clears throat> you got to back yourself haven't you mate when you walk in that ring you've got to back yourself there's no turning okay. back yeah you just have to have that belief you know some people mm. it doesn't matter man you just got something in front of you you just got to just slam it <laughs> <laughs> you're dead set right there okay did you ever get in the training fighters at all ernie of course you did. No, yes. No, I did. My you brother didn't. Oh, your brother did. Oh, yeah. bloody fighters like you have got to train kids, mate. Come on. Mate. It's never too late. At that, <laughs> yeah, it's never too late. I think it's probably there's a time, I suppose, my, my family, that I love me family and stuff yeah. like that. We all, all this work and home yeah. and stuff like that. It just kept me busy and stuff like that. But also, I had ear all the time for what's going around and stuff like that. I suppose... On the TV, you know, the main fights, of course, they capture your thing. But, yeah, I like to still, because these people, the, the ex-boxers, they're all doing their stuff around here, you know, with yeah. others. You know, Shane Knox and, you know, Steve Della, Jimmy yeah. Young is still sort of going. And um, you know, uh, Ray Turner, Ray Turner and all these guys, yeah. um, you know, they're still doing their things around here. So they're kind yeah. of still active. Okay, what are you doing with yourself these days, Ernie? Uh, just still working. Yeah. What, uh, you, what are you doing, mate? Uh, sh- shop fittings. I work at oh, SI yeah. Retail here in Logan Home, in, in Logan City. Yeah. In Midway, between Gold Coast and Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, a shop fitting. fitting it, um, what am I doing? Uh, sh- shop fitting and display products and stuff like that. Uh, it's a family uh, uh, business and stuff like that. Yeah. We've been here for uh, 25 years, yeah. stuff like that this year. So, yeah, they've been great. Great team yeah. like that. All, all sort of like um, workhorses too, down the road. Yeah. You know, just like me, I suppose. They're, they're all sort of like uh, just get down and do their thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we all think that we're all good too. Yeah. <laughs> Make so it we're doing our stuff, man. We're going out there. We're working and serving the community in that way. It's great to be, you know, yeah. in that sort of like, um, yeah, amongst great people. You know, the, the people that have been around the boxing as well yeah. and, and around it, you know, they, they, they're a blessing. Everything yeah. you meet, you know, we pray for them all that. We have them in their prayers, stuff like that. They, they deserve that. Mate, we're coming to an end here. Anthony Cook, your trainer, I had a chat to him last night. He said Ernie had a wonderful sense of humour. He employed yeah. the Castamado training regimen. I know you call him Tony. We've Kevin yeah. Rooney on the numbers combos, and Ernie would deliver like it in the fighter with a preset 
double jab right, down he goes and up he and up on the ropes, covering up left, right, hook, up a cut. And he also <coughs> said, you, you know what I'm talking about, well, we're having dinner after a wane and you kept eating raw garlic. And then on, again on the fight day, you ate more raw garlic. You couldn't stop feeding yourself raw garlic. And Anthony said, well, why are you eating so much garlic? And you said, as if it was a special power, you said, can you imagine what it smells like in a sweaty clinch in the ring? <laughs> Did it work, mate? Oh, mate, yeah. <laughs> it was wonderful. Oh, that's class. I like that. Aidy also said you had a good work ethic in the gym. You do pad work for 45 minutes, sometimes no break. You sparred yep. everyone there was too. That's yep. a, that's, geez, you, you, sounds like you're a, you're a workhorse, mate. You're always smiling and happy and you're a, you're a good family man. That's what you, that's what your coach said about you, buddy. Yeah, uh, Tony Cook too. You like to get him amongst the mixer with, me and stuff like that. He was like, uh, yeah, yeah. He said yeah. he he said he jumped in you, he jumped in with he, you a few he, times. Yeah, he had a, like experience uh, also with the amateurs. So yeah, he had that kind of like a job. Yeah, that we shared that passion, right? Yeah, oh, mate. I, I love a trainer that jumps in with his fighter. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You just you know you just you're watching them. And they said, no, nah, man, I've got to go and have a go with him. You know, sort of like. He had that kind of drive too. We we shared that kind of passion. It was just yeah. like it was unbelievable. Yeah. You just want you just want to do your thing. Okay, Ernie Atango, we'll cut it there, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Just like I said, your your brother last week. Thank you for coming on the show, mate. Oh, thank you, thank you for and thank you everybody. It was just, it's a pleasure, mate. Thank you. When we're going to go out with a song you requested, do you want to tell them? Do you want to tell them what the song is you requested? I, I oh, love man, it. I I don't have really any favourites. No, you come on. I've got it on text message. Guys out there, he's Glenn Campbell. Try a little kindness. I can't believe a guy like you could pick a song like this. Yeah, me too. I was looking at it. Gee, that's ridiculous. (laughs) I was just going to pick a song like uh, like Tony Cook had. Yeah. Like romantic. What's that one? Well, this is... What I like about and stuff like that I was thinking of that as well but well this is sort of romantic Ernie, Ernie uh, Atango I'm going to love you and leave you and thank you so much for coming on the show mate you're a no legend worries. see you later mate thank you bye Ernie Atango bye for now you Thanks, see you mate we'll go to a break and we'll be back very shortly with a quick interview with George Cambazes don't go away Stop and save